The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to this radio broadcast of Shi'ar Jashub. Today, Pastor Greg Scalzo will be continuing his Through the Bible study on Heavenly Authority with a sermon from 1 Kings chapter 11. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and when we left off, my husband read how the prophet Ahijah met the Ephraimite named Jeroboam, who had been made an officer by Solomon. Ahijah tears his new garment into 12 pieces. Because of Solomon's great sin in building worship sites for the pagan gods of his many wives, the prophet proclaims the division of the kingdom and tells Jeroboam to take for himself 10 pieces. Ten of the twelve tribes will be torn away from Solomon's house and given to Jeroboam. Before we return to the sermon, I invite you to visit our website at www.shiarjashub.org. Make it your site for serious Bible study. Here is Pastor Greg Scalzo. But now Solomon has sinned, and God just can't keep moving around the place for the ark, right? And he has said the one place, and there's been great authority and word given, this is the place that I have chosen for my name, Jerusalem. It is the chosen city. It will always be the chosen city. We're not going to replay Shiloh again and just keep, you know, destroying them and moving it around. When they go into apostasy, yeah, Jerusalem can fall but they will always come back and Jerusalem will always be the center. However, Solomon can't say, well, we have these eternal promises so I can build my altars and my high places to Ashtoreth and Milcom and Moloch because I want to pacify my wives and cause Israel to worship at the pagan altars because God cannot be mocked. He has a way of fulfilling his word and we still can't constrain him to his word and say, well, we can sin all we want, and what are you going to do about it? He here is ripping the kingdom of Israel out of Solomon's son's hands and giving it to Jeroboam. And Jeroboam is chosen before Solomon dies. Solomon appoints him to be a leader, so even Solomon has to recognize this man is deserving of leadership. Solomon has shown that he has a tremendous problem, and the prophet comes from Shiloh, from Ephraim, and attention again is drawn back to that area, right? And it sets the stage for what will follow in the rest of Kings and Chronicles and the rest of the history of Israel. And as I said before, we're not going to go through all that history in this study. Hopefully in a, in a few sermons will move on to the New Testament. But it sets a pattern, and, and actually the study of the prophets, the study of the kings after Rehoboam and Jeroboam, the split between the north and the south, is a study all in itself, and it really is a study of the prophets, right? And how we get all the major prophets, and the books of the, we call the minor prophets, though they're not minor prophecies. And that study of the prophets is a study in itself that I would love to do someday. 
but we spent a long time in the Old Testament. I think it's time to move on to the New. This sets the template of what God will do in the time of the prophets. As Judah, the kings of Judah go far away, as the kings of northern Israel go far away, he sends a prophet to rebuke. And Ahijah is like the first in the series of prophets that are given the word of God to correct and to proclaim God's judgment. And he comes forth with a judgment on Solomon. He is going to be in the place like Samuel, like Nathan, to be one to anoint for the kingship. He comes out and he uses a symbol, right? He puts on a new, a new garment. And that new garment is symbolic of the newness of this nation of Israel, right? It's all new. It's all complete. There's no rips. There's no tears. Here's the wonder of the kingdom of Israel. God fulfilled his promise to David in David's house, right? But David's house did not fulfill their promise and commitment to God. So what should have been new and beautiful and continued on he uses the symbol of taking it off and tearing it into 12 pieces and saying to Jeroboam, here, God's given you 10 pieces. The kingdom will be divided. This is in fulfillment of the word we studied last time to Solomon that God would do this. And the prophet is the vessel to proclaim. And oftentimes you see with the prophets, they would use these symbols to drive the point home so that even if you went back and said, now, what did he say? What was that prophecy? You know, we have a hard time sometimes with words, remembering the words. It's very hard to forget that action of this guy taking off his new garment, tearing it into 12 pieces and saying, here, take 10, they're yours. This is what God says. There's no doubt about what that means. And many times you will see the visual going along with the word of God when the prophet works. You see this in the New Testament. If you look in uh, the book of Acts, the book of Acts chapter 21 and verse 10. And as we stayed, Luke said, many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. When he had come to us, he took Paul's belt and he bound his own hands and feet and said, thus says the Holy Spirit, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Again, dramatic to take the belt off. He could proclaim the word of God, but when you see him all bound up with that belt and say in Paul's belt, this is what's going to happen to Paul, very clear visual image to enhance the prophecy. So the prophet acts as a double check throughout the Old Testament on the kings, proclaiming God's judgment many times against the kings, speaking about God's anointing. Here, Jeroboam is chosen, and they many times will use symbolic uh, methods to enforce. The Holy Spirit will lead them to enforce the words by an action. And we have this emphasis going back now to the northern, to Ephraim, to Shiloh. Later on, Jeroboam won't like the word that the Lord gives to Ahijah after Jeroboam turns away from the Lord after this very good start that he had. He takes the new garment, 
Tears is the 12 pieces, verse 31 says to Jeroboam, Take for yourself 10 pieces, for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I will tear the kingdom. God will tear it out of the hand of Solomon and give 10 tribes to you. 10 tribes of the north. But he shall have one tribe for the sake of my servant David. And we spoke about that last time. For the sake of what David did right, it's not going to be done in Solomon's day. And he will maintain the tribe, the Judah, of the south. And for the sake of Jerusalem, not just David, Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. Jerusalem is chosen, and that's it. That will be the place where his name is. What happens, Judah will have a good part of the tribe of Benjamin, which is just north of it and is on this border of Jerusalem, come to their side. So you'll have eventually the two southern tribes, Judah and Benjamin, and then you'll have the ten northern tribes. And you know that the Levites are not counted in the number of the tribes, right? They've been taken out because they're dispersed throughout Israel, Israel proper, the original meaning of Israel. And in place, that brings the tribe number down to 11, right? But Ephraim and Manasseh, the double portion given the firstborn to Joseph, that adds the tribe, you're back to 12. Just for those who are interested in the numbering of the tribes, who are the 10 tribes, the question comes up, what about Simeon? Well, because if you got Benjamin and Judah as two, who makes up the 10 tribes? Simeon is supposed to be dispersed in Judah, isn't it? Simeon is a shrinking tribe. Uh, it's a small tribe. It's one that's come out of the wilderness diminished. And it's given the allotment back at the time of Joshua uh, in the extreme south and dispersed throughout Judah's territory, which was unusual. The only one else that's dispersed is Levite, the Levitical towns. But the, the Simeons are given areas in the south spread out, maybe because their size is so small they can't defend themselves, throughout Judah. And it's not clear from the scriptures how much of their allotted territory and land they actually captured. Uh, in Genesis chapter 49, Jacob will prophesy about Simeon and Levi, about their cruelty of their anger. He says in verse 7, Cursed be their anger, for it is fierce and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. So as Levi will be scattered, we have a prophecy here from Jacob that so Simeon too would be scattered. It's interesting because it says in 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 31, when it lists the towns of the family of Simeon, starting at verse 24, at the end of verse 31, it says, these were their cities until the reign of David. So some of the cities in the south, in Judah, south of Judah even, it says they were their cities until the reign of David. And it's never explained what's meant by that. It almost sounds like after the time of David, they didn't have those cities. In 1 Chronicles chapter 4, down to verse 39 to 43, it speaks about some of the groups of Simeon that migrate northward, some that even go down southward towards and into Edom. But in 2 Chronicles chapter 15, in verse 9, 
And then in 2 Chronicles 34 and verse 6, the tribe of Simeon is grouped with Ephraim and Manasseh as being, as typifying the northern kingdom. So it's very possible that a larger portion of the tribe originally never was able to migrate or conquer the cities given to them down south in Judah. Obviously, some of those in the south got assimilated, as you've heard many times, into Judah, and they just got known as Judah. They've lost, they lost their identity as a separate tribe, Simeon. But many were not able to go down, and at the time of the separation, many of these people from Simeon are up in the north someplace also, associated with Ephraim and Manasseh, dispersed in other parts of Israel. Perhaps even some of those in the south have gone back up north and gone with those who never came down. And hence that phrase in 1 Chronicles, until the reign of David, so that the end result is Simeon is included as one of the ten tribes. You'll see some works that'll say, well, the three southern tribes of Judah, Simeon and Benjamin, and someone will say, well, yeah, but how do you get 10 tribes then in the north? Well, really, Simeon shouldn't be included in that list. Yeah, some of Simeon is dispersed, assimilated with Judah, but there's an actual presence distinct and defined as Simeon, which later on in Second Chronicles is identified with the northern tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh, and even further north than that, if you go and read those scriptures, if you get a chance. So Simeon would be counted with the northern tribes. You can find information about Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle on the web. The address is www.shiarjeshub.org. It is a great site to share with your friends for serious Bible study. May the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve him.